Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Charger Football Podcast hosted by Andy Dietrich with Coach Doug Dynan. This week, we are joined by Carroll Senior Co-Captain and Wide Receiver Leighton Mitchell. The Charger Football Podcast is sponsored by OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, the official sports medicine provider for Carroll High School. Last Friday night, the Chargers played host to the Bishop Lures Knights to open the 2019 football season. Since joining the Summit Athletic Conference, the two schools have beaten each other twice, but the Chargers now hold the series lead after the 42 to nothing victory. From the start, the Charger defense dominated the game. The defense held the Knights to negative eight total yards in the first half and only 80 for the game. The Charger defensive line spent so much time in the Lures backfield that one out of every four plays resulted in a tackle for loss. Hunter Mertz led the way with seven tackles. Larry Seibel had two quarterback sacks, and the constant quarterback pressure caused three interceptions, one each by Kate Dynan, Tucker Steely, and Nick Hull. Steely returned his interception for a near-school record 95-yard touchdown. Offensively, the Chargers shrugged off a slow start when sophomore quarterback Jeffrey Becker threw a 41-yard TD pass to T.J. Morrison near the end of the first quarter. Here's Redeemer Radio and SummitCitySports.com's Sean McBride and Matt Geely with the call. Wide out left and right, two wings, wing shading to the right, now back left, here's a snap, give to the tailback, no, he looks to throw, play action, going deep, over the top, left side, he's got a man wide open, caught, touchdown! Number Tyler Morrison, I believe, number three on the reception and a huge play for the Carroll Chargers. Morrison got behind. The defense was about five yards ahead of anybody. A beautiful throw there by Jeffrey Becker. Gets the Chargers on the board first. A nice play right after ground and pound back-to-back plays. They spread it out and they chuck it deep. Knight's secondary wasn't ready and Carroll's on the board. There it is. The first six points come at 440 in the first The next three Charger touchdowns were all one-yard runs by Hunter Mertz out of our traditional short yardage T formation. Touchdown number five was a 17-yard scamper by Becker. The final score of the game is also this week's OPS optimum performance of the game. With 142 left to play, Tucker Steely intercepted the football and sprinted 95 yards for a touchdown. Here's Matt Geely with the call. This is a Carroll team that I expect to give everybody a game all year long and probably as we see an interception here by Fly, uh, threw it right into the hands of the linebacker and he's taking it the other way. He's going all the way. He's got two men to beat, switching fields, going through the middle. He's down at the 30 to the 20. They don't be looking like they're going to catch him. He gets to the pylon. Touchdown. A big pick six for number six. That's Steely. Tucker Steely with a nice pick six for Carroll. Quarterback Jeffrey Becker finished 16 of 30 for 224 yards and a touchdown, plus another 49 yards on the ground and another TD. Six different Charger receivers caught passes, led by senior Leighton Mitchell, six catches for 86 yards. Running back Evan Harris had 20 carries for 90 yards to help the Chargers gain 376 total yards. And now it's time to hear what head coach Doug Dynan thinks about the Chargers' performance against Bishop Lures. 
All right, welcome to week number one of the 2019 Carroll High School football season. And last Friday night, the boys started off their season hosting Bishop Lures, where they came away with a 42 to nothing win over the Knights. Uh, what a great start to the season. Uh, the 10th season for Coach Doug Dinan. So, Coach Doug, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andy. Thanks very much for having us. Um, it's a great start whenever you can start the season with a victory. It's always a great start, so we're excited about that. Well, the star of the, the game was definitely the defense, and specifically the defensive line. Uh, looking at their stat sheet, uh, the group had four sacks, uh, two of them by Larry Seibel, uh, and they also had 12 tackles for loss, which was 26% of the plays. And so think of that. Every fourth play you know, is a tackle for loss. And in fact, the boys were in the backfield practically the whole game. And um, I think at halftime, I think Lures had minus eight yards and they only had 80 for the game. So you had to be extremely pleased with how that uh, that defensive line played. Very, very pleased with the entire defense. You know, as we talked about, you know, the week before, you know, that was going to be a significant part and, and, and they're going to have to take the pressure off the offense and you know, you're going to see development come with the offense, but the, the defense is playing fast. They're playing physical. They're, they're doing their job. The defensive line put pressure on the quarterback and afforded us the opportunity to have three interceptions. And, you know, and that's what it's all about, you know, put the pressure on a high school quarterback to where he doesn't feel comfortable and he can't sit back there and read defenses. And so they, they did a tremendous job. And like you said, that, that you know, until that last drive, the last drive of the game for Lures, you know, there was very little yards given up. And so we're very happy. Oh, and the kids were rallying to, to the football. And so it wasn't just like one guy getting all the pressure. It was like three or four of them. And then occasionally the, the Lures ball carrier would, uh, you know, they, they'd make a tackle miss. And there was two or three guys to clean it up. And in fact, uh, and some of those were in open space, so I can remember this was in the second half. Hunter Merce, um, he the guy he was covering had a pass in the flat and juked him a little bit, but he ran him down. And then there was another missed tackle at some other point, and that missed tackle only led to an extra five yards because two you know two of the silver bullets came and, and cleaned up that. So uh, the rallying to the football, putting the uh, you know more than one helmet on the football was was probably the most impressive thing that I like besides all the pressure. I mean, God, those guys were – sometimes that quarterback couldn't hand the ball off because there was a guy in his face already. Yeah, the the key, and you hit it right on the head, the key is that we have to play fast all the time, whether it be the defensive line, the linebackers, or the secondary. Do your job, play fast, and play together as one unit. And They did a great job of that. Yeah, and I think you you got to be really pleased with because you know during your preseason you're working on fundamentals, you know, blocking and tackling, catching the ball, throwing the ball, and I thought the defense especially did well, very well on tackling. Uh, there wasn't very many yards after contact, and and that that should be most pleased because that's going to be important this week. Oh, without question, without question, that is the the whole deal. You know, be able to tackle, and the game is very simple. The team that blocks the best. The team that tackles the best is usually the team that's successful. And we we talked earlier in the preview about how the, the, the backfield was going to be the strength of the defense. And they did a great job of covering. You know, as you talked about, the, the pressure on the quarterback led to some bad throws. You had three different kids make an interception. And in fact, Tucker Steely 
picked one off at the five and ran it all the way back for a touchdown, 95 yards. Now, you know, I don't have the media guide in front of me when I was up in uh, the press box, but do you know what the the school record is for a, an interception return for touchdown? You know, that conversation, that conversation, Andy, came up and uh, – and I think that he's shy, you know, because uh, Andy Pop- Popkianis and, and Nate Garman, you know, have been at the school for a long time. And we're going to have to do some research of that. But the initial feeling was that it, it was not a, a school record. But, you know, regardless, you know, it's a drive stop and it is, you know, a tremendous effort. And if you watch it on film, he makes the pick and it wasn't him beating the defense or, you know, which ends up being the defense at that time because Tucker takes over with the ball, but not beating lures down the field because there are 10 other guys that are running down the field, racing with him, trying to get blocks to help him out to get into the end zone. And, you know, and it was a tremendous effort by all. Yeah. In fact, that's not like, you know, typically a pick six is the guys out in the flat, picks it off and it's a straight shot to the end zone. I mean, he caught that in the middle of the field he came over towards our sideline, you know, got a couple key blocks, made a move, and he ended up scores in the opposite pylon. Right. And he covered a ton of the field. So he did. He it, did. It sounded like it was almost like that play took forever because he was running back and forth. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. All right. So let's talk about the offense. It put up 42 points. I mean, seven of them came from the, the interception return. So 30 some points from the offense, which is pretty solid. The biggest concern that we had was you have a sophomore quarterback making his first start. And so we were expecting some growing pains. And I think you saw that in the first half. But uh, to give young Becker some credit, uh, he did complete more than half of his throws. And he had over 200 yards passing. But most importantly, he never threw the ball to the wrong team. So zero interceptions and no fumbles when he was running. So I call that a great first start. Well, without without question, the, the key to the quarterback play is take care of the football. You know, when you're in red zone, you know, make good decisions. Don't turn it over. You know, give yourself the opportunity to score. And and he did that all night long. You know, it, you know as a young quarterback or any quarterback at the high school level, you're going to miss some throws. You're going to miss some reads. That's okay. That's going to happen. But when we distribute the ball properly and and we take care of the football, which he did, you know, he's going to have a good night. And we saw maturity. We saw growth from from first half to second half. And I I think what you're going to see is we're going to see even more growth from week one to week two. And we're excited about that as well. Yeah, and I noticed in the second half when we came out, I think we had – you probably made uh, an impression to pick up the tempo a little bit so that he could just make a read or two and get it out of his hands in a hurry. And, and I thought that helped. He started to click really well on on uh, hitting his reads, and, and the kids ran good patterns. So we did a good job of running also. Uh, typically, you know, as a, as a former Ohio State student like yourself, um, and Jim Trestle always liked to see 200 yards running and 200 yards passing. We typically never have that kind of balance. But we also we come pretty close, so it might be like 250 yards passing and 150 yards running. That's kind of typical for us. And so you know we did have almost 150 yards rushing, pretty good. You know you can't complain. So we had just under 400 yards of total offense. I think part of that is a little bit to those growing pains because you probably felt there were some points left on the field in the first half. Oh, absolutely. In in, in the first half, you know, I think that there was a you know, at least two opportunities, you know, to where we could have probably scored another touchdown. And, you know, we missed a field goal in the first half as well. But, you know, talking about running the football, you know, we're, 
we we need to be better. We need to be more physical. We need to play faster. We need our pad level needs to be better with the offensive line, you know. But at the same time, you know, we we ran the perimeter run play pretty well, and Evan Harris did a nice job. You know, he ended up with just under 100 yards rushing, and and and, and that balance of of run and pass is is going to be a huge catalyst, huge key for us if we're going to be successful. Anything else you want to add against about the Lures game? You know, Lures is one of those teams that. They're a talented team, and you know they're only playing in two A now. And you're going to see that they're going to win a lot of games, and they're going to contend for a lot of championships down the season. So, you know we're we're happy with the win, and and that's a good football team as well. All right, well we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to hear from senior co-captain wide receiver Leighton Mitchell. OPS Optimum Performance Sports is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS, rethink your limits. The first player interview of the 2019 season starts with senior co-captain and wide receiver Leighton Mitchell. Uh, Leighton is a three-year starter in the program, all at wide receiver, and his father is one of our coaches. So, you know, Carroll football runs very deep in the Mitchell household. So welcome to the podcast, Leighton. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on here. If you caught the preview of last week, I was bragging about you something big because you did play very well in the uh, in the in the scrimmage against Winger. You didn't disappoint. I mean, you ran crisp patterns. Uh, you are bigger, stronger, faster because you're a year older. Uh, you caught the ball out away from you, out in front, and kept it out of the pads. But the very first throw to you in Friday night's game, you let that ball get in on your pads and you dropped it. But the very next time they threw the ball to you, circus catch time, one-handed, first down, just an amazing catch. So what's the deal with that? I think the uh, the first pass to me was just a little nerves, just, you know, first first drive of the season, uh, didn't really focus that much. Um, and then the, the second drive where I made the one-handed catch, uh, I was just more focused, uh, just went out there. We, we already got a drive under our belt, so it's it's time to go now. No No more... No more uh, excuses with nerves. It, it's time to go now. Yeah, that, that was a great catch. Uh, that was Camden Childers-like. That's how good that catch was. So, you know, did you catch all the people in the stands? Because you caught that on our sidelines, and everybody in the stands went, ooh. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that. Whenever I'm on the field, I don't really hear anything from the stands. I'm locked in, ready to go. It is now your senior year. You, you're, you've been four years in the program, three years as a starter. What does a senior year mean to you? It's a it's a special opportunity to go out there, be be a leader of the team, and just a lot of stuff rides on the senior class this year. Uh, we expect big things from our class because a lot of our guys have been um, not just first year starters. We've got a lot of returning guys from last year who have played, and even uh, the year before as sophomores. So we have a lot of talent in the senior class, and so we expect a lot from ourselves. So what's it like having your dad on the coaching staff? Is he meaner to you than he is to the other players? Uh, yeah, he yells at me a lot more than more than other people. I would like to say, but I, I love having him down there, and just he knows what's going on. And so after the games, we always talk about what happened and and this play. And obviously, he can pay a little more attention than 
the people in the stands because he's right there. So it's nice having that person to just talk to after the games and he knows everything that's going on and he's in the locker room, knows what's going on. So it's, it's nice to have him down there, but at the same time, it's uh, a little frustrating sometimes when he yells at me all the time. <laughs> well, I will say your, your dad is actually pretty nice. So I'm sure the yelling at you is, is pretty mild compared to some crazy parents that you've seen before, but yeah, it's still, yeah. it's, you know, it's really neat when you, when you're, when your dad is a, a football coach and you're part of the team, I mean, that's a pretty special bond. And I think that's something you're going to keep. Yeah. You know, you're going to look back on these days and, and you guys are going to laugh and you're going to chuckle, but it's going to be a lot of, a lot of warm smiles from that. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade for anything. All right, so we've got a big game coming up. Uh, we're going to Spoiler Stadium. We're going to play on the brand-new artificial turf there against the Snyder Panthers, a team in which we played extremely well against last year and got our very first victory. So what what's Snyder Weeks mean to you? Uh, it's a, more, a little more important week than, than some of the other ones. Obviously, every week is important, but, I mean, it's Snyder Week. We, we always want to beat Snyder because, in order to compete for uh, an SAC championship, they're one of the teams that we got to go through, and we understand that. And we we know that they that they are going to be a, a well coached, uh, disciplined team that's going to give everything they have on every single down. And so we know that going in, and just the the drive to beat Snyder pushes us a little harder, just because they're a good football team. And if we beat them, then we're a pretty good football teams. Yeah, they are. They're one of the standard bearers of the conference, and you know. I think every season there's two games that we we really, really pay attention to. Snyder and, of course, uh, later in the season against our rival, the Homestead Spartans. Like, if you could win those two games, fantastic season. All right, so let's talk quarterback. You know, as a three-year starter, you, you're you on your third different quarterback. You had Jack Miguel as a sophomore. Uh, last year you had Gavin Vogt. And both of those guys were very good quarterbacks. And now you've got a brand-new really young quarterback in sophomore Jeffrey Becker. So you've spent uh, the offseason with Jeffrey, and uh, he played really pretty well in his first game. So what what have you seen out of him so far? Uh, he's a great quarterback. He's not really like any of the other quarterbacks that I played with, with the fact that he's so fast that he can, that he's very mobile and is able to run. But the fact that he's a sophomore, we kind of we kind of have to relax him a little bit and just, just stay in his ear like, you're fine, Jeff, calm down. But I love having him as my quarterback. Um, he's a he's a great kid. Throws a, a really good ball. He he understands the game of football. And so the fact that he's a sophomore, he doesn't play like a sophomore, in my opinion. He plays like he's much older and he's much more experienced. Even though this is his first time ever stepping on the varsity. What did you think about your defense on Friday night? Our defense played amazing. Having the, having a defense that that's good or that is that good, it really takes a lot of the pressure off the offense because when we were playing Lures, our offense did not start out very good. And so just having defense that didn't even give up a, a first down until later in the game, uh, it just takes a lot of pressure off of us. And we know that, hey, we didn't score on that drive. That's fine. The defense has got us. They're going to go out and get the ball back, and we're going to go down and dry, score the, uh, the next drive. So it just takes a lot of pressure off of us. And um, we understand that we don't want to not score on every drive, but if we don't score on a couple drives, it's fine because we know the defense has got our back. Now, you, you know, you're a third-year starter, fourth year in the program. What has Carroll football meant to you? That's had a, a special place in my heart. Um, even before I was at the high school, I was a, a ball boy on the sidelines, so been around it for pretty much my whole football career. And so it's, it, it'll always hold a special place in my heart. Even, even after I've graduated and moved on past my football career, I'll always know 
um, and keep up with the the Carroll Chargers. Now, being a, a three year starter, you've been you've been through a number of senior classes, and I'm sure they've all told you, "Hey, you better enjoy the last year because it just." blows by are you getting that feeling that it's going by fast or are you just very cognizant of that and you're trying to soak it all in uh i i think i'm i'm doing uh, the best i can in soaking it all in but when they say it goes fast i didn't really believe them until i'm here and i'm like wow that was fast where did it all go so next year you will not be a carol charger you're going to be a graduate so what are your plans post high school I'm going to wait until after this football season and see what kind of looks i get from colleges because my ultimate goal is to play college football so I'm going to go out and get everything I have this year and see what happens. So if you could play for your dream school, what would that school be? Unrealistically, it would be Notre Dame. But realistically, I don't really know yet um, just because there, there's so much that can happen this year. And I don't know if that means that I end up playing Division One football or NAI football at St. Francis. So there's just so much that can happen that I haven't really put much thought into it. But unrealistically, it would probably be Notre Dame. But I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, you never know. You absolutely never know. They didn't come after Mr. Tranquil until later in his senior year. So uh, I like your attitude. It basically, it's all just to go out and play, and, and the chips will fall wherever they may. So when you get off to college, what would you like to study? I'm going to study uh, kinesiology. So I, I want to be kind of like a, a Dr. Russell OPS, so go around to different high schools and help athletes be better in their sport and recover from injuries. Because I think that injuries have played such a big role in my time at Carroll, just because with my shoulder surgery that I had in the off season and my broken wrist in the summer. So I kind of like, I feel like I'll be able to relate with what they're going through and, and kind of like the mental struggle that comes with having an injury. So I think just the background that I have in that and the background I have in sports, I think I'll be able to relate with the athletes and help them improve in their their sport or recover from their injury. I can definitely see you that 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 fits right in your personality and right into your uh, your aptitude level. So I think that's that's an absolutely fantastic career choice. So Layton, it's been an absolute pleasure watching you play over the last uh, two and a half years, and I cannot wait to watch you put up some big numbers uh, this year. So. Good luck to you and the rest of your team, and uh, let's bring home a good victory next Friday night against Snyder. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the uh, rest of the season. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS, rethink your limits. Well, next week, uh, we face the Snyder Panthers, the perennial powerhouse in the SAC. Uh, Last year, we had our first victory over the Panthers in week two. And unfortunately, they got the win in the sectionals. So we went one and one against them, but they were both very good games. We were competitive in both. And, um, you know, they're going to have, they probably have penciled in us on week two. I've been looking forward to it, looking forward to it for a year. So, Coach, tell us about what to expect from the Snyder Panthers. Well, first of all, Snyder has a great tradition. They've been a good team for, for years and years. They've got a, a great coaching staff that, that I'm close with and 
you know, a coaching staff that's been together for a long time and they just reload every year. You know, they've had, they lost some guys to graduation, but you know, they're filling spots with guys that are experienced that, that maybe got some time last year or were lower level players, but, uh, you know, they return a quarterback, they return a running back. Um, they've got some receivers that saw time last year. They've got a division one offensive lineman and Randy Holtz and, and the, Offensively, you know their their offensive line is is always the the most skilled, the most physical, the most well coached group that you'll face all year long. And uh, that testament goes to Coach Isaacs and Coach Klein. And and you know defensively, we've got to do what we did this past week. You know we've got to fly to the ball, we've got to be physical up front, and we've got to cover the pass. We've got to put pressure on on Barnes at quarterback. And we do those things. You know we've got a chance. But, you know, offensively, you know, they're going to they're gonna be a real test force. So traditionally, Snyder had run a power eye formation, and they began to migrate into the spread, but they still are a, a run-first team. So the Snyder, with the new quarterback, um, you know, the previous quarterback, uh, they could throw it a little bit. In fact, the last two quarterbacks, they could throw it some. So that spread was more into play. So... Does their quarterback this year give them uh, the same capabilities through the spread offense, or are they going to move back towards their traditional power running game? No, I th- John Barnes has the ability to uh, throw it and run it. Um, you know, and he played against us last year, and, and he's a good quarterback. He's got experience, and and they are. You're right on when you say that they're a spread team. You know, with their focus being in the run game, and they're going to play with a tight end. You know, they're going to play with, uh, you know, an offensive line that's going to pull a lot, and they're going to they're going to use their blast scheme, which is their, you know, their I formation run game that is just, you know, migrated into the shotgun, you know, century here, the shotgun, you know, formation that everybody's using in this century. But, you know, they they are diverse. You know, they can run it and they can throw it. So defensively, what kind of challenge do they prevent our present for us they have guys returning that have experience um Belisari is number 92 plays defensive tackle and he's easily an all-conference kid again this year probably the best defensive lineman that we'll see all year long and their their linebackers are experienced and we saw them as well last year and they've got athletes in the secondary and they play a similar defense that we do they're a 4-2-5 team the, the issues that they present is that they have always a defensive line that plays fast, that gets upfield, that defends the run extremely well. And then they got a secondary and linebackers that can fly to the ball and take away the pass at the same time. And so efficiency and possession of the football is, is always the, the key when you're t- facing a, a very good defensive team. Yeah, I think another zero turnover game like we had on Friday is going to be very important. If you give them a short field, and we saw that in a sexual game a little bit, they had some advantages of field position, and they took advantage of it. And so, um, you know, I expect the boys to play really well. You know, defensive, defensively, we will worked really quick and played very fast. I think that's going to be important. If we can kind of hold our own on defense and keep the score, you know, around 20, I think that's a good sign for us. You'll you'll hear us say this many times, Andy, and you're you're very close. You the team that scores or puts it in the house four times is is most of the time very victorious. And 
you look back at stats and numbers, and that's always true. And and if we can play good defense and, and we can limit the number of times that they're in the red zone, they're in scoring situations, um, you know, we feel confident that, that we're going to be able to be productive on the offensive side at the same time and to be able to get it in the house. So it, it all boils down to, you know, be physical, be, you know, be fast up front, you know, play great defense, play great special teams, don't turn the ball over, create turnovers, and, and you got a chance. And also the favorite thing that I learned from last year talking to you was make sure every drive ends with a kick. That's exactly right. Said that to our boys at halftime too. And, and that was the case. That was the case on, you know, on Friday night, you know, we didn't have, you know, a, a turnover of possession in, in the second half. Coach, great first week. Let's have an awesome week of practice and let's go take it to those Panthers at the brand new uh, Spoiler Stadium with the turf surface. Absolutely. It'll be exciting to be out there too. Yes, sir. Thanks very much, Andy. We appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you next week. We would like to thank our athletic trainers, Steve Lubyhusen, Michaela Hoffman, and Jordan Redding, who along with OPS and the doctors of Fort Wayne Orthopedics provide all the sports medicine services for Northwest Allen County schools. Go where the Chargers go. You know, I've only known you from a distance. If you would have said my dream school is Michigan, that would have been the immediate end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have had the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good deal. So, I can never be. All a, right. I can never be a Michigan fan ever in my life. <laughs>